The Chris Sheeran Show, only on YesNetwork.com. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of The Chris Sheeran Show here on YesNetwork.com and the iTunes. Don't forget, you could uh, subscribe to The Chris Sheeran Show podcast with myself and the lovely and talented Lou DiPietro to my right, your left, uh, on your radio dials. That didn't make any sense, but we're just going to keep going here. Um, <laughs> it's like when they say the the uh, you know the Giants are now moving from our right to left on your screen. Well, I'm listening to the radio, <laughs> so I, I don't care which direction they're moving. I used to love the radio dial though, so you could look down at you, and you always look down at your radio dial. Wait a minute, oh, okay, they're going left to right. Good, all right. So, and there's always like some confusion on the numbers because yeah. it was like, where am I? Yeah, they're going from PLJ to Z100. That's what they're Oof. doing. Sorry. Elvis Duran and the Z Morning Zoo. There you go. So there's that reference, and now we move on. Excellent. <laughs> My Greg, wife listens to that in the Greg morning. Greg T., I'm the sorry. frat boy, roundhead, very good friend of mine, good guy. Um, anyway. Yeah, the wife loves that show. She listens to it in the morning on the, on the commute. I have satellite radio. So. I, yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I'm well, I'm light years beyond Z100. I mm-hmm. apologize to you guys, but, you know, I just, I, I got to get my sports news and everything else going on with uh, extraterrestrial radio. Anyway. Uh, Lou and I, for the past week, have been discussing how we could fix college football. Mm-hmm. We each brought proposals to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to hear both of those in a bit. Uh, first, we have to uh, discuss the two pages <laughs> of free agents and trades that happened in Major League Baseball, uh, you know, leading up to the winter meetings and then during the winter meetings. Because, you know, if if it wasn't you know, almost two pages long. We could pretty much ignore it and and move on to college football. But being it, this is the Yes Network. The, the winter meetings was was less meetings and more uh, impromptu edition of Let's Make a Deal, <laughs> starring without uh, Monty Hall, starring Rob Manfred as yeah. uh, Wayne Brady slash Monty Hall, I guess. And let's not forget the Dodgers, by the way. Oof. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to them in a second, but uh, we, I, we I can thank uh, James Smythe, not Smith, dear Smythe, Smythe, not Smith, our uh, research assistant for and putting this one together. For there's us. there's the first movie reference, Mrs. Doubtfire. Ching. Uh, yeah, we should have one of those that you know, like a chessboard. You, you click it when you're done with a movie line. That'd be great. <laughs> hey, what's that clicking noise? Click. Oh, another movie line went off. Um, I guess we could start. I, I, I'm I'm interested. I, I have my thoughts on John Lester and. And Brandon McCarthy, and I put them on Facebook, so they're pretty public. Uh, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, one of the uh, 705 people that are my friends on it's unbelievable how many people I have on Facebook. Anyway, uh, but I, I wrote about Lester, and I wrote about Brandon McCarthy. Like I get Lester, um, and the example I gave in, in my little spiel with CC Sabathia, the Cubs needed a top of the rotation guy. Jason Hamill went to the A's. He came back to mm-hmm. the Cubs in yep. free agency. So now. They have Lester and Hamill back in the rotation. Now, Hamill uh, didn't really <laughs> light the, kick the tires and light the fires with the A's. Yeah, no, he was, um, he was garbage with the two A's. Two and six with a 4-2-6 ERA. You know, the year he started with the Cubs, he was 8-5 and five with an ERA under three at 298, yeah. uh, 13 games and 12 starts. So maybe he could rekindle some of that magic. I get spending the money on Lester. He's 31 years old. He's the, now he's the second highest paid starter in the history annually of Major League Baseball, only behind our... our the best starter in Major yeah, League Baseball. Uh, our lefty friend with the Dodgers. Um, Clayton. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, but Lester I get, and CC Sabathia is the example. The Yankees pretty much 
did what they needed to do when they got yeah. him in 2009. I mean, he wasn't going to come here for chump change. They had to throw a lot of money at him, and then he opted out, and they threw a little bit more money at him. Uh, that's coming back to bite them. But as my friend Brian Sanborn told me, as he always comments on my Facebook stuff and listens to the podcast, um, you know, and he's a very good sports fan, and 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 gets and he could argue with with any topic with the best of them. Uh, but you know, these these guys that are 31. That are at that, I call them the tweeners. They come off these contracts, you know, their first con- big, first big contract, I should say, and then it, then it ends when they're around thirty-one. And you're in that crux. You're like, okay, he's got a lot of mileage on his arm. And I, and I did the numbers on Lester Lou: two hundred and seven innings <clears throat> over the average over the past yep. seven years, and a career high two hundred and nineteen and two thirds last season. Yep. You know, when he was trying to get the A's into the playoffs and then trying to get them into the next round in that wild card game, and they lost to the Royals, and we all know what the Royals did. I get Lester, but guys like McCarthy and Irvin Santana, and let me preface this by saying I get it. I get it's the market. Before you get into that, I get it's the market. But you got to look at guys that played maybe 15, 20 years ago that were putting up those same kind of numbers. And I know the market wasn't there then. Getting nothing. But they are, I mean, McCarthy at four for 48, was it? Like 12 12 million million a year year for the Dodgers? And and Irvin Santana goes to the Twins. and, And what did he get? Uh, something I know it's on here. It's it's, it's four oh, years. Here, four years, fifty four million. Yeah. Now look, he's actually taking. I looked at it. He's taking a pay cut per year. Last year he only only made. You know, well he had gotten the qualifying offer right, the year before, the and then the Braves yeah. gave him that one year, basically the same right. deal. So yeah, right. it's it's a little bit of a of a. A little, of, of a pay cut. A little bit of a pay cut, but he has four years now, guaranteed, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, good money. And, you know, I, I looked up his numbers. They were pedestrian. His last seven starts, he was one in four last yeah. year. And that commands that salary? Yeah, the, the, Braves were, the Braves were that bad they down the stretch garbage. as a whole. Yeah. I know, but st- I, golly. And, and the twins of all teams, as my voice goes up. And, uh, uh, Irvin Santana, Phil Hughes, and Ricky in Alaska. It's my, the land of forgotten number four my, starters up it's there. It's like the land of misfit toys and Rudolph. It, you know, I, I got to bring it up because it just aired. I mean, who's the Charlie in the box? Who's the elephant <laughs> with polka dots? And who's the girl, you know, the, 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 the water gun that shoots jelly? I mean, it's basically that's the Minnesota pitching staff. You're absolutely right. Can Phil Hughes at least be Charlie in the box? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, yeah. he can. But my voice, I was going to say, went up a walking octave. A walking octave? <laughs> when that wow. Happened. I think I just did something there. The Flying hashtag ar- that. Walking octave. Flying around. My voice goes up. I don't know. <laughs> but what are your thoughts? I mean, here, here I'll see what I said on your Facebook about McCarthy. I, I agree it's a little high, and the Yankees would never go that high for him. Which Absolutely is, not. You know, Brian Cashman's never going to say, yeah, we don't, we're not on that. But he came as close as saying, yeah, we're not on that as he could have <laughs> at the winter meetings. If you look at McCarthy's numbers, he was injured a lot early in in his career, that's and that and that's thing, the yeah. that's the thing that makes the four years a, a little di- a little right. dicey. His fielding independent pitching, which is the only real sabermetric stat I get into for pitchers, mm-hmm. because it's throw strikes, don't get hit. Right. I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Is much better than his ERA suggested he was, and Arizona. Might as well have been playing in the Pacific Coast League for most of last year, based well, on the team they put on the field. He was once three everybody and ten with a five hundred one, yeah, with Arizona, and he was seven and five with a ERA three, yeah, in the AL East, yeah. So 
given the circumstances, given what his advanced numbers say, right. given his injury history and what he's done in seasons when he's healthy with teams that aren't AAA teams, he is the pitcher that is worth – if someone gave him a one-year $12 million or two for 24 no one would bat an eye, right? Oh, I, no. It's no. not the average annual value everyone is worried about. It's the four years for this right, guy. Right, right. So – if you gave him a one for twelve or a two for twenty four, even three for thirty six is. I mean, Liriano got three for thirty one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that you know, nobody bats an eye, but it's when you go further, and it's the same with Lester. It's going to be the same with Scherzer. It's the same with Sabathia. You're getting into the sixth year of, of that contract: nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So now this is the seventh year of Sabathia's deal. And how many more does he have left? Three, two, and a vesting option. And you don't even know if he can pitch right. with that knee yet. This is what the pitching market dictates, and it's what the hitting market has seemed to dictate with the bigger contracts like Pujols and Hamilton and Cano last year, you're overpaying for seven years of production on a 10-year contract. With these pitchers, you're overpaying for four to five for a six to seven-year contract because Mm -hmm. that's that's what it requires to get it done. So you're overpaying on the back end. Right now, the Yankees are potentially an example of what happens when all of that goes wrong. With yeah. A-Rod, with Sabathia, if he's not up to snuff, with Teixeira, if he continues to decline. You know, you're looking at these guys on these long deals that you're overpaying. Now you're into the dregs of those contracts, and this is what you get. And Derek Jeter did the Yankees a favor by retiring because if he thought he could play another year, he, if he probably wanted to would. play another year, it was another 17 or $18 right. million because you weren't going to get him at a, at a discount. Right. And they got Didi Gregorius for $17 million for the life of that contract right. probably. The example I gave you, and we talked about this last week, was Hiroki Kuroda. It's – Contracts are supply and demand, obviously, but it also it's the marketplace, and that's why Chase Headley is going to get paid. Chase Headley is he worth what he's <laughs> could, going to get paid? Could I could I just mention something really quick? My, sure. My friend on Facebook, Rod Justin, I used to work with him at MSNBC, and he the the comment he put on there, you might have seen it. It was so poignant. Let's not forget the guy that's about to get a yacht load of money was traded for, for Yanner Solarte. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> And that's great. And you know what? I, I mean, does that not put it into perspective? Hey, you know what? Addison Russell was traded from Oakland to the Cubs oh. for Jeff Samarja. So, yeah, you know, I, who knows I, what's going to happen? I get it, but it was, it was funny. It's funny. I, I had and Raphael DePaulo, who wasn't protected in the Rule 5 track. Right, exactly. The example we talked about, the, the, I'll give everybody, <laughs> this is what we talked about last week, is what I said about contracts was Kuroda. Yeah. This is why Headley's going to get a boatload of money. If there were seven premier free agent third baseman on the market, Chase Headley would be on a one- or two-year deal kind right, of Right, and it wouldn't be as much. But when right. there's Sandoval's off the board at 5 oh, I, for 95. I, I, I saw them. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Sandoval's off the board for what, 5 for 95? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. The next, the next best available guy is Headley. If you yeah. look at next year, it's David Freeze is the, like, the best, quote-unquote, best guy coming off the market. And in two years, it's Beltre, who's going to be 37. This so this is now where you're going to overpay for a guy like Chase Headley because there's nothing available for the next two years, let alone this but year can't or next. Somebody year. just take him and his agent aside and say, "Listen, yeah, you, you'd think so, but that's yeah. the, this is free market capitalism at its finest." And you brought it up. You brought it up, and this was a great point. You said to me in a text message, "You said." A-Rod's deal doesn't look so bad yeah, now. It doesn't look so bad now, yeah. I mean, you're into the dregs of that 10-year right, deal right. with a 40-year-old guy with but that hips. That was hips, a great but, point, too. Yeah. Kuroda was what we talked about. And that should be, you know, based yep. on what he did the previous year. Hey, here's another one-year deal. Yep, you're, here's another You're getting paid deal. buttloads of money for past, you know, right. future money for but past work. But it's one year. Right. As opposed to four or right. five or six. So when Hiroki Kuroda came to the Yankees in 2012, he was coming off – 
what basically ended up amounting to a four-year, like $45, $50 million payday in his four years with the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. He was a sub-500 pitcher, had a a three-and-a-half ERA in the National League West, which is good. Had one year where he got hurt, but he's made 30 starts every year except for that one. Very durable. He was 13-16 and with a three oh seven ERA in 2011. He comes to the Yankees in 2012, signs a one-year $10 million deal plus plus bonuses. You saw what he did. 16 and mm-hmm. 11, 332, made mm-hmm. all his starts. 33 starts. Gets 15 million the next year on a one-year deal. 11 and 13, not a great record, but a 331 ERA. Yeah, but you know, he was snake-bitten by a lot of yeah. bad luck in that year. You so. can't look strictly at wins and losses. Yeah. They give him the qualifying offer at 14-3. He turns it down. They give him 16 million. He was 11 and 9 with a 371 last year. Hit some bonuses, blah 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 blah. The Yankees gave him three years and forty-two million in the in January of two thousand twelve. Do you think everybody was like, "What are you thinking?" Yeah, yeah. I, but right. when you look at it three years later, he basically got three years at forty-two million, with the only addition being a little bit of off-season uncertainty twice. And he was—I mean, he's but been because, great because of his age. That's something the Yankees could factor into right. their. Hey, we're only offering you a year. You're thirty-seven. You're right. thirty-eight. You're thirty-nine. You're forty. You're forty now. Right. At this point. exactly. But that's something the Yankees have at the negotiating table to right. play with. Whereas a 31-year-old like Lester, if you go up to him with a one-year deal, he's going to laugh yeah. in your face. I mean, unless it's one year at $50 million. Right. I mean, right. you know, then... Yeah, well, you know... You yeah. know, then, then you'd be stupid to Give me a Powerball ticket yeah. and we'll talk. But uh, that's the thing with contracts is that, yes, it's, it's very much the market dictates them and very much the the depth of the market dictates it but you look at mccarthy getting four years for 48 million and everybody's like that's bonkers but if you had signed Corota to three years and 42 million three years ago everybody said that were bonkers but that's basically what he got right and it worked out right so basically what you're saying is major league baseball free agency is like the stock market (laughs) exactly exactly like the stock market you could throw a ton of money into something and three days later you can buy a whole bunch of mums for what you're gonna what you're gonna pay brandon mccarthy pork bellies (laughs) frozen concentrated where's beaks with the orange juice there it is is. that's two that's actually three because i threw in the um i threw in one before that you know as soon as i said stock market i knew the trading places was coming up was coming up yeah Mortimer, we're back. But you know, that's it's that's the way it is. These guys get these deals based on depth of the market and so many other factors that if Chase Headley was an outfielder, he'd come nowhere close to what he's probably going to get because there's a million of them, including Melky right. Cabrera and Alex Rios out there. But because he's a third baseman and because there's nothing in the third base pool going forward and Pablo Sandoval's off the board. Here's something. Here you go. Here's a trade I didn't really understand. I mean, I know the Dodgers aren't trying to dump salary because let's be honest. <laughs> Why the trade of Matt Kemp? And I, You know what? I, I don't understand that either for, for two reasons. Number one, they're paying a lot of like $30 million out of that salary yeah. that's left on the contract. So it's not even like they're dumping salary. They're, and they, they're, they're still paying the guy. They got – they got nothing. I, what did like, they get? I mean, Yasmani Grandal. Yasmani Grandal is if he platoons with AJ Ellis and like they both play eighty-one games, that's probably more than he's going to be expected to play. The other two guys, I mean, they're good prospects, but you know, Eflin's a prospect, but really, I mean, you've got nine hundred outfielders. I know you got a log jam, but and I would have many, expected them to trade Andre Ethier for that, not Matt. Kemp. Do you know how many years Kemp has left on his deal? I think it's seven. He has seven years left on his deal. Well, let's see. So, 15, 16, 17, maybe six. So do you see, 
I don't see Matt Kemp on the Padres for six, the remainder of that contract. I don't. I, I think the Padres look. You know, they get him up to speed. They let him hit three thirty, and, and then they trade, trade him for him. a boatload of prospects Absolutely. in two and a half years. Yeah, Absolutely. I, 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 like I said, I, I would expect it maybe to see Andre Ethier get traded for that because his contract is equally awful, but mm-hmm. he's not as good a player as Matt Kemp. But I don't think the Dodgers care about awful contracts. They've given out so many of them, and they rescued the damn Red Sox. They basically gift wrapped that twenty thirteen World Series for Boston, and they they did it again this year with with rescuing teams when it comes to the Marlins. I mean, they traded. <laughs> They're like Gordon. the government bailing everybody out. <laughs> they traded. They traded him. D. Gordon and Dan Heron, who, I mean, are very good players. Yeah. I, and I have all these people coming up to me. D. Gordon. Why weren't the Yankees in on that? Why can't they get D. Gordon? Why are, the, 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 the whole sum total of everything for the Dodgers is that Howie Kendrick's a better player than D. Gordon. D. Gordon's fast. Mm-hmm. Howie, Howie Kendrick's a better player, a better hitter, going to fit better in that lineup. Because as I was toying, toying with their lineup, I don't know who their number five hitter is. I mean, before it was, you know, Kemp, Puig, Gonzalez. You know, they, they had all these – Hanran, they had all these guys. You got to figure if they, they're trading guys so that they can get Jock Peterson some time, he's going to lead off. Rollins will probably hit second because that's about where he's suited. Is Carl Crawford your number five hitter now? Oof. Is Kendrick your number five? I mean, that's pretty awful. Yeah. N- not saying that they're not good players, but I'm saying, like, you know, if your number five hitter is Carl Crawford. Carl who? <laughs> yeah. I mean, people forget. I forgot he was on the dart. I'm like, I know. Who the heck is there left? Oh, right. Carl Crawford. Carl Crawford. So, I mean, compared to the Tigers, who just traded for Cespedes and now have a, a two through seven of Kinsler, Cabrera, V-Mart, well, Cespedes, J.D. Martinez. And you a, read my mind. That's where I wanted to go like, next. Damn. I mean, both of those teams, in my estimation, got extremely better with that trade. Yeah. Porcello going to the Red Sox gives them one of the two top-of-the-line starters that they still need another one. Um, but Porcello, in that rotation now, if you add one more piece, yep. that's scary. That's absolutely scary. And then you put, like you said, you even just had you, the Tigers lineup. You yeah. put Cespedes in that lineup. Good Lord. Even if you don't – the Red Sox, even if they don't get another starter, I mean, they have Porcello, they have Buckholz. That's their top – that's going to be their top two. That's, they got Joe Buckholz Kelly. Buckholz has been up and down, though. Well, you know, he's their, he's their number one guy now. I mean, that's, that's the, the long and the short of it. And, yeah, he's got to perform. But they've got Porcello, who's, have, who's been on the upswing every year since he was 20 when he came up. People Jersey that. kid, yep. Uh, they got Joe Kelly last year in that trade with the Cardinals when they, you know, when they acquired Alan Craig and yeah. shipped Cespedes to uh, – or not so, Lackey to Lackey uh, St. Louis. to St. Louis, right. They have – they just signed Justin Masterson. Uh, you know, they, they're building something there at the very least. And, you know, you look at the Tigers, on the other hand, Scherzer's a free agent. They just traded Robbie Ray in the deal with Arizona, the D.D. Gregorius trade. They acquired Shane Green there. So, you know, Scherzer's out. They just traded Porcello. Yeah, so but the rotation is out, do you think he will Is he? But if he don't, they don't resign him, the rotation right now is Verlander, Sanchez, Price, Green. Then what? I mean, like, the back yeah, end of that rotation I, is a little shaky. Which I mean, in the in the central, with the White Sox going out and doing everything they did, yeah, but they have an arc pitch softball lineup. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the White Sox went out and did everything they did. I mean, that's going to be a pretty potent team. Yeah, you know, David Robertson adds a lot. Uh, you know, Zach Duke adds a lot as kind of a in that attempt to get that lockdown bullpen. Laroche is going to be, I guess, their DH. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what he's going to do, but 
They've got. Well, that. now he has that luxury. The twins in the American. The League. twins, as much as we made fun of them earlier in the podcast. I mean, Irvin Santana, Phil Hughes, Ricky Nolasco. If they pitch up to potential, is a pretty good one, two, three. They've yeah. got a developing young lineup. They've got some good players there. And a new manager. And a new manager. You know, the Kansas City is Kansas City. This is not a terrible division anymore. It's not a terrible division. It's actually – it looks like it's becoming the old AL East. It yeah. really does because Tampa – what's in Tampa? I mean, you have the turnover with Madden gone. Price is not there yeah. anymore. And you look at the fact that Toronto is the team that now is on year three of this team should be really good on paper. And the Yankees are on year two of this team should be really good on paper. And the yeah. Red Sox are on year one of this team should be really good on paper. Mm-hmm. And the Orioles are on year four of like, hey, we're actually good. Yeah. Is Tampa Bay going to win? Could they, they could lose 100 games they just can. simply they from can. playing in that division. They can. You're absolutely right. So, I mean. I think Joe Madden was a lot of the glue that stuck that team together. I really do. I, I, I have advocated in, in multiple spaces, public and private, that he is a perennial manager of the year candidate for the sole fact that he exists. Yeah. Yeah. And the Cubs are going to be better. Yeah. For hiring that guy to, to I'm just glad team. the winter meetings are over so I can get some sleep now because like my Twitter blowing up at 1 a.m. was was not conducive to to a good night's sleep this week. Oh boy! All right. Well, before we get into our college football uh, proposals here, just want to mention something really quick that happened at Lakers practice that I wanted to comment on. Oh, uh, yeah. Where, where Kobe basically, I can't repeat anything he said because every other word. Yeah, I, I don't know how to use Final Cut Pro that well, so yeah. let's try to not yeah, edit no. this as much as possible. It, it just it, it started with the, the the word that he kept using started with the uh, word the letter the word started with a letter after E, and uh, he added the mother um, yeah. of that word. <laughs> Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg once had a song referencing the word. You get it. He You're grown ups. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. But anyway, moi. Uh, <laughs> a lot of problems. Um, from people with what he did that I saw. Let me tell you something. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Somebody who's just sick and tired of losing basketball games. Yep. He sees his team and they showed some of the clips of that practice, like soft and not really getting up on people, guarding them. And he walks off the floor screaming at Mitch Kupchak saying, you want me to get better? With these guys, we're soft like Charmin with the expletive. Charmin's tweet after that yesterday Gold. Was great. Yeah. Gold. So Charmin toilet paper gets on the Twitter and tweets out, you know, something about the Lakers being, being soft so, yeah. and the record and whatever. Look, look it up. Again, it's, in, it's, yeah. it's more stuff we just don't go need to, to just Yeah, just go to Twitter and check out Charmin's feed. It's it's more it's more social media public approved than Best Buy's tweet about the serial podcast yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. If I you did didn't, not. you can look into that I will. too. But I will. I'll, I'll explain that off the air. All right. But bad I, corporate branding ideas one hundred and one. I just I just love the fact that someone took the bull by the horns and he's you know he's won titles. He's a veteran leader on the team, yeah. and you got a lot of Nick Young was walking around saying nobody on this planet could guard me. And Kobe's like, well, I'm not from this planet. He can't even box out his own girlfriend. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you're walking around. How many? I think they have six wins, if I'm not mistaken. Who's who's their head coach? Exactly. Exactly. Who is? Um, 
You know what? Let, let me say this. I just I, I didn't have a problem with it. That's my point. I loved it, and I think more people should do it. You know, we live in this culture of don't hurt anybody's feelings. You yeah. can't hurt anybody's feelings. No, light a fire. Every athlete, every competitor should have a pilot light. Every damn one of you should have one. And if that doesn't throw gasoline on it, then guess what? Hang up your damn uniform and leave the sport because you should not be playing. And what Kobe Bryant did sparked some of those pilot lights, and they had a great practice mm-hmm. afterwards. I get mad when we lose rec softball games. So, I mean, that's, yeah. just the, that's the, the athlete yeah. in me from back in the day when I was an athlete. Let me say this about Kobe. They're paying him, what, $30 million a year? In a league where the salary cap is twice that? Um, We've talked about Eli Manning in the past and about how maybe he takes a hometown discount to put some talent around him. I would respect Kobe's judgment a lot more if he didn't just add another $60 million to the umpteen hundred million he's earned. Coming off a torn Achilles, no less, I would have a little bit more respect for his these guys suck when it's like, well, you know, I've got $100 to spend, and you made me spend 80 on you, so I can't exactly get the best groceries around you, Kobe. I'm going to be using some discount store goods. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he knows that. Or, or trade into the 76ers and send them home. That'll, that'll be funny. Going back to a popular phrase you've heard on this podcast, maybe yeah. he's trying to make chicken salad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, trade, I, him, I trade know. into the Sixers and see how he feels then so he can go Oof. home and play where his daddy played. Oof. Go home, and he can run some ball on the lower Marion JCC courts. Yikes. Like he um, did when he was a kid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just like the fire. I, I understand your point completely, and, and you're 1,000% you're mm-hmm. right. I just like the fact that he it, – I, I, I think it took him too long. If I had to give him a little bit of the business, it took him too long to say anything. Yeah. You know, after you lose 20 games, then you're going to come out and start spewing that. And you know all the guys under their breath are like, well, you make $30 million. No, that's and that's the, that's the point I was – I mean, I agree with no, you in that. So, it was a good move, yeah. but it's – yeah, it, it looks a little transparent. Yeah, so in some eyes. All right, Lou and I, even with a hot tub time machine and the power of Lugal, cannot fix. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, see that? That was from the movie. I, I stole it. Uh, we cannot fix New York football. New York football <laughs> is broken. Yeah, we have talking ad nauseum. We can't fix NFL football. Did I either. just say talking? Talking. Did I just talking with, with an, walking. <laughs> We have talked – let me use proper English. We have talked ad nauseum about the Jets and the Giants to the literal point of being nauseous. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough. The Giants have won four games. So have the Knicks. <laughs> the Jets have won two games. I am not going to waste any more of my breath – on this podcast when we could be trying to fix college football with you on the Jets and Giants. There's three weeks left in the NFL season, and we're not going to be here for two of them because of the holidays. So right. we're done. We'll, we'll see you in, in January for the draft. There are shows you could tune into if you need to uh, – if, if you need that catharsis, <clears throat> if you need that cathartic power to get rid of your Jets and Giants frustrations. <laughs> I, I'm not ta- if I talk about Geno Smith one more time, <laughs> I think I'm going to retire from doing podcasts. He's, let me let me just make this joke. I saw elsewhere. He said he's shown flashes of being a Pro Bowl player. The only flash of a Pro Bowl he's shown is that he's going to be available every January. 
I like that. That was <laughs> it's not me. I can't take credit. I stole that off a of bar stool, but that's fantastic. <sighs> Oh, all right, man. let's go. College football. Sorry, I, I keep. <laughs> no, that's you. all right. That's all right. All right. So we're gonna. I guess we'll start with mine first, and it's. I'll go through it rather quickly so Luke could get to his. Uh, and also, just so you know, uh, if you want to see this in written form, so you could digest it a little bit better, it's on my blog at chrisheeran.com. That's www.chrisheeran.com. As I go into my Rowan radio voice there. Anyway, uh, so. We were talking off the air after we got off the last podcast, and we had that pretty spirited debate. Well, mm-hmm. not a debate, but a discussion about, about the, college football and the playoff, the playoff system. Yeah, And, you know, we, the wheels kept turning. The, the hamsters kept the wheel moving when the mic shut off. And, you know, I came up with this idea. All by myself, I did. Um, I thought about the Premier League in soccer. They have 20 teams. Yep. In the Premier League. Um, and I think it's in their league, the bottom three teams from the Premier yep. League go down to second division. And the top three come and up. And the top three come up. Okay. So getting that mental imagery in your minds. And if you're a college football fan, my plan, which would need some tweaks, and you know, I'd have to sit down with the proper people. It's a good – I'm not saying this is a foolproof system that I have. But it's a good outline – for college football fans to have a December to remember. Hmm. Here we go. So it's the College Football Premier League. It'll be a 16-team playoff extravaganza. Great word. <laughs> extravaganza. <laughs> extravaganza. I turned it into Tony Danza's old show. Uh, two conference losses to be eligible from the five power conferences. That is ACC, Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12, and SEC. Now, good friend of mine. That guy, Sanborn, Brian, he brought it up, and he's probably right. You know, the Pac-12 is a little bit better than the Big Ten this year. So instead of – you probably need three teams, as you mentioned before yeah. we came on the air, um, three teams from each conference. But the way I formulated it in my head last night is this way, so I'm going to go on this system. And I went back to last year with the two losses in, in conference, and it ended up being 15 teams again. Yep. So – it worked not only this year, but it worked last year. The year before, I tried, but the conferences weren't the same. It's a fair enough representation because there's not going to be more than three teams that are, you know, right? It's, it's kind of right. tough, except in the SEC. So here's my 2014 <laughs> example. So out of the ACC, Florida State, Clemson, Georgia Tech, they're in. They would start the 2015 season in the Premier League. In the Big 12, based on this year, Baylor, TCU, K State, they're all in. Big 10, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan State. Pac-12, Oregon and Arizona. And the SEC, they get four teams this year. Alabama, Missouri, Mississippi State, and Georgia. So there's 15 teams total. Now, the problem I would have with that right off the bat is Georgia. I would. I I wouldn't put them in. The East is the weaker division of the two SECs. And maybe I would bump another Pac-12 team in there. But these Mm, are the minor tweaks you make as as you get this Yeah, Arizona State or uh, USC had a pretty good season. Well, they were 8-4. and You know, somebody. You could figure something out, maybe strength the schedule. But strength the schedule, once this gets set, you're playing everybody in this Premier Mm -hmm. League. You're not playing anybody else. So 15 teams total. Here's how it works. These teams play a 14-game schedule playing each other mm-hmm. once throughout the season. So every team will play the other team at least once. Then they will be seeded according to their record at the end of the year. 
And here's the playoff format. And again, you could see this on my blog at chrisheeran.com in writing so you could kind of get a better mental image. But think of a region in March Madness, just one region, 16 teams. Example of next year, season begins August 24th, 2015. Runs through November 21st. Uh, no buys during the season. Two weeks off to practice and get ready for your first playoff game. The playoffs start December 12th, and they run straight through to the national title game January 2nd, 2016. And go no, ahead. I was going to say, with no buys, some the 15th team in that Premier League would be playing somebody the week that they would be technically on the buy. Because you'd have 15 teams. Well, I, I, didn't get, I didn't get to the 16th team yet. Oh, right, 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 right. right. It's in the other. Yeah, it's, it's okay. In, it's Sorry, in, I was thinking too no, far No, 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 no. It's in the rest. Gotcha. It's in the rest. You'd have the rest. And you know what? That's a great point. There's five other teams. They w- that would be one of their games. The bye? Yep, would be one of those yeah, teams. Yeah, one of those gotcha. teams. Okay, so moving forward. So you'd have 116, 215, 314, 413, and so on. That would be the playoffs. Now, here's the rest. So you have the 15 teams up top. Now, how do you get that 16th team? This is how you get that 16th team. The AAC, they're, they're bringing on Navy next year. So they'll have 12 teams mm-hmm. and they'll be eligible to have a championship, championship game. game. So you take the AAC champion, just for the sake of argument this year, they didn't have one, but Memphis Memphis. and Central Florida were at the top. I took Memphis for the sake of argument. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? Memphis and Central Florida didn't play each other. There's no head-to-head. Nope. How stupid is that? There's 11 teams and nine conference teams. Yeah, it's tough. For the love of Pete. I don't know who Pete is, but he's always involved in these discussions. Anyway, Conference USA, Marshall, they get in. Mid-American, Northern Illinois. We all saw what the BCS Bowl did for them. Uh, Sunbelt, Georgia Southern. Then I have a special exception team. Okay? They're from the conference that won the title the previous season. So this season, because FSU won the title last season, you'd add Duke from the ACC. Okay? Just bear with me here. Um, moving on. Now, could, you, could you swap that out for the Mountain West? Because the Mountain West isn't on here. That's the only other thing I saw. Oh, yeah. Boise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Boise State. I'm sorry. I forgot the Mountain West. So how silly of me. So you put Boise State in. They're in there, too. The mountain, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Boise State from the Mountain. Then, then that takes care of that. So these teams also play 14-game schedules. They play twice head-to-head because they're the lower conferences. You know, you want to weed out the, the nonsense, and you want somebody to get rise to the top. Right. The other six games are played against the top six teams in their conference from the season prior. So you have eight plus six. There's your 14-game season. Okay. Uh, the team with the best record, and then, you know, if two teams are tied, you go tiebreaker, you figure that out, you know. Yeah, points. Whatever. There's, there's yeah. ways. But that mm-hmm. team at the top of that lesser division, which is still, though, in the Premier that 16th team joins the playoff system. Bad news for them is, whoever it is, they're playing the first seed. Hey, you want to you shot at the national yeah. title? You want to BM and C about the national title game every year? Yeah. The- Go up there Theoretically, what you're hoping based on college football stuff is that, in this case, Duke would be 12-0, and 14-0, whatever it is, and, would be, and they'd have to go to play the 16th seed. You know what? That's tough. Right. Right. <laughs> tough. Exactly. Tough. Go um, for it. Six first-round losers – uh, beside in the playoff system, the one sixteen, two fifteen, and so on and so on. The uh, well, that's not six anymore because I changed this. Well, it's Sorry, eight. so it's, it's eight. eight. So the eight first round losers, they're out. They're gone. 
They, they're not – with the exception of that 16th-ranked team because they're from the lesser division. They won the lesser division. They move up. They automatically get a bid for next year's um, mm-hmm. Premier League. The other four, they're out, and they, they get replaced with fresh ones. Uh, I, I mentioned that here. Four teams that didn't make the playoff from the bottom five are replaced by four fresh teams in those conferences the following season, joining the 16th seed from the previous year. The, six fir- uh, the eight first-round losers, besides that 16th seed from the power divisions in the playoff, are excommunicated, replaced by fresh teams from the power conference who are eligible to move up and based on their record in the second division. So, look, is this the perfect scenario? No. But I think this, with those teams like <clears throat> Baylor, TCU, yep. Baylor wins their uh, last game of the season by how many points? Or no, they won the Big 12 title. Yeah. They co-won the Big 12 title. Because, co-won the, yeah. yeah, the, the TCU, the whatever. But TCU what? won their last game by 52 points? I think it was, yeah, 55 to 3. Yeah. Baylor wins the Big 12 title and go from 3 to 6. Correct? Yeah. Okay. This gets rid of that. Yeah. And this it sets up a lot of, of interesting matchups, it too, does. because you can Ooh. guarantee... Lou. You know who mm-hmm. wouldn't want to watch? Col- you know, yeah. December's usually dark yeah. until the end. You could even and you have you know the Meineke, uh, <laughs> rusty uh, the rust- bumper, the, the rusty bowl. scupper barnacle yeah, bowl. Whatever. Who wants to watch that when you can watch this? You, you could even say, all right, you guarantee the five power conference champions are seeds one through five. There you go. So then, if you know what, if the SEC has the sixth and seventh best teams, they're seeded one, six, and seven. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it works. Yeah. I, I really think it works. I mean, it's something that, as I said, is it perfect? Does yeah. it have no flaws? No. It, it, but if you if you work off of this for a 16-team <clears throat> playoff, it gets in the Mountain West. It gets in these smaller conferences like Conference USA, Mid-American, Sunbelt. I didn't even know who won the Sunbelt title. I did all this research on mine. I have no idea who won the Sunbelt this year. I didn't hear Georgia Southern. I didn't even know they were a D1 team. But thank you for bringing up the Mountain West. I don't know how I spazzed on that. But, yeah. I mean, I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> if no winner is determined, a three-man sack race will be held on alternate Saturdays. <laughs> Ding. That's basketball. Oh, Different sport. Yeah. If, you want, if you want broken and not perfect, realize that uh, the, the Atlanta Falcons at 6-10 and 10 could win the NFC South. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, you know, there, exactly. there's there's broken. So I I welcome your comments. Um, go to my Facebook page. Check out this in in writing on my blog again at chrisheeran.com, and uh, hit me up on the Facebook. Tell me what you think. Tell me how we could change it. Before you go, Lou, there was just one more thing. Sure. We should create a Facebook page for this podcast. We should. That would make our lives look a, into that. a lot more easier. Um, Maybe we could talk to Mr. Stucco or Mr. Sullivan about that. Yeah, I'll get it going, yeah. <laughs> but my buddy Matt DeSantis has an idea too. This was a good one. I like this. Yeah. This is a good one. He said it would include everyone and make some sense. It's an eight-team bracket, and here's how it works. The five power champs are in, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. um, as wild cards. Uh, wait. The five power champs are in, and the two next best 
Power 5 teams are also in as wild cards. The last team is the winner of a five-team tournament, which is the other five conference champs. So this is how it looks this year. I'm not going to type out all the conferences, but you know, <laughs> you would know them. Mm-hmm. Boise State plays the winner of Northern Illinois versus Georgia Southern. Marshall against Memphis. The semifinal winners play, and the winner of, the, of this five-team bracket makes the final eight. The final eight would be one Alabama versus eight Boise State, four Ohio State versus five Baylor, three FSU versus six TCU, two Oregon versus Mississippi State, and I use the playoff rankings to get the wild card team. TCU and yep. Mississippi State. I think the above would be great and allow all conferences to have a shot. The five weaker conferences playing for one spot makes that whole group worth watching. The eight seed wouldn't have to be the team that uh, from the bottom five conference group. Some years, Boise would have to have been top five or six, but still has to play through the bottom five bracket. I love that. Um, this assures that if you get a weak schedule and go undefeated, almost Marshall this year, you still have to play some tough teams. Who lost I, to Western Kentucky in a game where the over was 100 and they shattered it. 66-63. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that makes sense too. I mean, it cuts yeah. mine in half, but it still makes it more and, enjoyable and even for with college that, football. Even fans. with that, with small, like for that, I would say, okay, you good could, job, Matt. You could do that. You could have the five power conference teams in. The sixth team is the best group of five team, which is Boise State. The way right. they do the Bulls. Right. The number seven team is either Notre Dame if eligible or the top wild card. And then the eight team is. Are they the, joining the ACC? They're uh, affiliated with okay. the ACC. They play like a four game ACC schedule. Okay. The eighth team is the winner of a four-team playoff between the other four teams that aren't the group of you know the best group of five. So you take out the Boise thing on that one, you put them in automatically, and then you have the other four teams play their little tournament yeah. and get in. I love that too. But Not a bad idea. Let's get yours. You're on the stage. Is yours? Yeah, so. I, got, I got a couple. I, I've done this before. I've worked for various media outlets in my life and done this before in various forms, and this is the newest one of it. You could do it one of two ways. You could force every team into a conference. Which why not? You know at Notre Dame, you don't want to be in a conference. You don't get to play for the national. I title. was thinking the same thing. Too bad. I looked at the independents last night. Yeah. BYU, you don't want to be yeah. in a conference. You're out. Navy's joining the the, the American, as you said. Ma- the MAC is losing Massachusetts, so I think they're going to be an independent after next year. You're out, Tom. Whatever, Dang. UMass. Marcus Camby can't save you now, UMass. Godfather. Goodbye. No, no, no I got you. I was. I went. Ding. You you hit the ding button. Um. You could you could move teams around, and I won't go into the move this team around, move that team around. I'll just go into the straight crazy eight conferences of sixteen teams each, eight team playoff. Well, actually, the Power Five conferences would be sixteen teams each, and then the other three would be, the other four would be, uh, you know, twelve team conferences, and then you have a uh, the bottom two have a play in game, and then it's an eight team tournament. So you have the ACC as 14 teams. You have Notre Dame is in the ACC mm-hmm. affiliate, right? They get the first pick. They take UConn. You can't take any – big five teams can't take any of the – any teams from within those conferences. Okay. They take UConn because the AAC is not a power conference anymore. UConn would be great for ACC basketball, yes, right? Yes, it would. Um, their football team is decent. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're average. They they lost to Temple, so that tells you how good they are. Um we didn't get a bowl bid at six Temple and six. Was six and sucks. six. Yeah, I was looking forward to watching the Rusty Scupper Barnacle Bowl in Mobile, <laughs> Alabama against against t- Western Toledo A and M. But whatever. So there's your ACC. You, I mean, you know, you can divide it however you see fit. North, South, original ACC teams versus Florida State and beyond because there's eight and eight at that point. Whatever. The Big Twelve has ten teams. They need to add six. Cincinnati is already apparently in talks to go, so they get them. They get BYU too because why not? 
The other four teams take the rest of the teams that used to be in the Southwest and Big Eight conferences that are still available. Rice, Houston, SMU, and then UTEP. There you go. You've got a Texas division and a non-Texas division. There you go. Good to go. Pac-12 needs four teams. They would obviously take Boise State because Boise State's been the cream of the cream of the right. crap. And you want to run with the big boys? Right. Run with the big boys. Beat Oregon every year. They take Boise State. They take Idaho to give them a rival. Yeah, go Idaho's... to UCLA. Go to USC. And then we'll see if you're eligible to play at the end of the season. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. So, you know, they take Idaho because you need a buddy. Boise and Idaho. They're natural geographic rivals. Colorado State and Air Force have been pretty much the cream of the Mountain West outside of Boise for the last few years. They go along with them. Boom. There's your Pac-12. Big Pac-16, Ten needs two yeah. teams. Big Ten says, you know what? We'll take Army and Navy. Why not? Yeah. You know what? We'll get a little foothold into the uh, – little further foothold into the Northeast that Rutgers and Maryland hasn't given us quite yet. Cause Where's in Air year. Force? Air Force is in Colorado Springs. No, no, no. What, what division? Oh, they're in – they just went to the Pac-12. Oh, they went to the yep. Pac-12. Okay. Big Ten says, yeah, we'll take Army-Navy. That, that should be fun. Watch Navy's triple option against Ohio State's offense. I, I mean, that, that'd be fun, right? I guess. <laughs> sure. Okay. The SEC needs two teams. The only problem is Florida would never let any other Florida teams in because Florida is very territorial. So they take Tulsa and Memphis and throw them in the West. Tulsa and Memphis stink. <laughs> they throw hey, Memphis, them in the West. you won the ACC, AAC? Yeah. We'll take you. Come down to the SEC. Or ACC, yep. see how you do. They take Tulsa, have some fun. Maybe they can move Auburn and Alabama to the east and, uh, you know. That works. Kind of jack you some numbers around. Yeah. So that's good. Then you get, get down to the final four teams. The, the AAC needs a bunch of teams, so you just start pulling teams out of, the, out of the Sun Belt and all that until you end up with 12 teams in the AAC, the Mountain West, the MAC, and the Sun Belt. I won't go into that because no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> just know that Western Kentucky moves up to the MAC, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So you end up with 16 teams in five power conferences, 12 teams in four non-power conferences. Every team plays, you know, a nine-game conference schedule and then three games that aren't against Western Arkansas Tech. Exactly. That's the main thing. The only the only benefit anyone gets out of that is the team that comes up to get clobbered gets a bunch of money. And honestly, College of Charleston saved their football program by agreeing to take multiple beatings in one year from Florida and somebody else because they pay them, you know, a million dollars to come – here, come down to the swamp. We'll that, clobber you and go home with your tail tucked between your legs. That's what keeps your program going. UAB would gladly do that, don't you think? UAB would sign up to get plastered by the Green Bay Packers 16 I, weeks a year if it would save their football program. God and Abraham come to mind. <laughs> Here, take your son and take him to the mountain and you know just slit his throat. That is fine. Yeah. You'll be good. Pretty much. Three times. Pretty much. <laughs> Not just once, three times. Unless you're a team like my alma mater who loses to one double-A opponents every now and again. William and Mary comes to mind, my sophomore year. That's So you have these nine conferences. The Power mm-hmm. Five teams are in. The top two teams of that other group of four are in. Mm-hmm. The bottom two teams play a play-in game. Done. There you, you have are. an eight-team. You have an eight-team situation. You have the four big New Year's Day bowls. The Rose, the Sugar, the Fiesta, and the Orange. Based on what conference alignments have always been, and then you fill in the blanks from there on a rotating basis, those are your four national quarterfinals so that every team in the thing gets a bowl game. The, the team that loses from the play-in game can get another courtesy bowl bid mm-hmm. you know, on somewhere. On Thursday night. Yeah. They can go to you know, Moline, Illinois or somewhere to play in, in a bowl game. Or Eastern Washington and play on that red field. Ooh, I like that. The blue turf in Boise. Anywhere. Yeah. And then you, you're left with four winners after New Year's Day. You're left with four teams that have won, 
And so there you go. And you can play them on the Monday nights because college is off in, at these times. You know, January, school's out. Yeah. You can play them on the Monday no nights. Monday night football. The Monday nights of the conference semifinals and conference finals of the NFL. Mm-hmm. That works, you get too. huge television ratings. I, I think we have great ideas. The finale could be on Martin Luther King Day. It's a, it's a national holiday. Why? It's NFL playoff weekend. Bada boom. National championship game right there. But why why are we sitting here in Connecticut <clears throat> racking our brains, making this better, not only for the NCAA, but for the fan base, too, because it's not only these, it's not only these bowls we're talking about. You could still have the lesser bowls. You have them on Thursday night. You have them on off nights that, you know, maybe they're not on Saturday, they're not on yeah. Monday. But you have them on a Thursday night. You throw them up every week on a Thursday night, and you still get the money. The, the, the schools still make their money from going to these, you know, the buildersquare.com yeah. bowl. I, there's some that are – I mean – you would, can't tell me you wouldn't want to go to the Hawaii or the Bahamas. Bowl. Oh, absolutely. But I really don't want to go play a bowl game in Detroit in December. Well, Thank you very much. Who wants to go to Eastern Washington? Who wants to go to Detroit ever? Exactly. Come on. Oh, I'm going on January 10th. Except when the Nets are playing the Pistons. Yeah. And go to Detroit. The Yankees are playing the Tigers. Or <laughs> I just covered my own self. But no, the point being is, you know, you, you set it up. You have it go. The reason we're here doing this and we're not in the boardrooms doing this is because – the Mike Slives and Jim Delaney's and other conference commissioners of the world make in a day what you and I make in a week. That so that doesn't make any. We're they, doing they, the work. They make all the money and they make all the decisions and they just want to keep making the money, so they're going to keep it the way it is uh, because the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. College football is not to get political on this podcast. A, a microcosm second, of America right now. They have and a the second rich life get richer. Washington, if they want, yeah. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer, and. And no matter how you slice it, no one cares about the Sun Belt. The middle class. Yeah. I know. So that's, that's why we're here doing that. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going with that. No one cares about the Sun Belt. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, there's so many ways to do it where the NCAA is still going to make money. College football can be its whole different animal. Notre Dame's in the ACC. They're an independent in football. BYU plays in the West Coast Conference in all their Olympic sports. They're an independent in football. Navy plays in the Patriot League in all of their... Olympic sports. They're an independent in football. Army, I believe, is also in the Patriot League. Yeah. Navy, though, will be in the uh, you know, AAC when, next year. When the Big East, as an, as an affiliate member. Right. When, when, the, when the Big East was around, there was non-football schools and football schools. There's, you know, it's not a perfect system. But, if, but it if, can be. If, if you actually earned your money, it could be fixed. Well, if, if football's the cash cow it's supposed to be, then you know what? Why do the rules need to apply? Just do whatever you want. Set it up so that every team gets a chance. Because I'll say this about college basketball, about March Madness. People BM and C about teams 69 through 90 that mm-hmm. get stuck into the NIT mm-hmm. because they don't make the field of 68. But you know what? Every year when they tip off, Jim Engels and New Jersey Institute of Technology have the same chance of winning the they national do. championship as Duke. They do. You're absolutely right. Whereas a school like Baylor whereas, yeah, doesn't. Whereas Georgia State, their, their, their football season is like that scene from Family Guy where Stewie compares it to being a Mets fan. Here's the kickoff, and the season's over because you're playing for nothing. You're playing for a bit in the Bitcoin Bowl. Congratulations. Yeah, but Baylor may be a bad example because they're a bigger school. But they're a good example because they've got to be thinking to themselves, especially now, you know, even if we go 12-0, and 0, if Alabama, yeah. uh, Florida, 
Ohio State, and, and Oregon, and Oregon all go undefeated. We're, we're not fine. getting in. We don't have a championship game. We're not getting in. We're not getting in the playoff. Yeah. Why? Because we play in the Big 12? Add two teams. Let me, and here's the other question. Let me ask you this, because there's a clear divide in the haves and haves nots in college football. We'll, we'll give them Cincinnati, because they want Cincinnati, apparently. If they, add, if they add Idaho as their 12th team just for the hell of it, is anyone going to care that Idaho went no. 0 and 12 in the Big 12? No. Besides Idaho, they might care because they're going to hammer money. If, yeah, well, then don't have but, a football. But is anyone going to care when they look at me? Well, you know, Baylor, you know, they, they or go yeah. down to Division Two. Hey, they won the Big 12 championship game, but you know what? They played Idaho, so they're you know they're nothing. No, it's all a matter of, of semantics and numbers. Nobody cares what those numbers, how they come out. I think we – I'm going to pat ourselves on the back here. I think we did a tremendous job. I think so too. I do. I, I think we have some great ideas. I love yours. I love Matt's. I think we have three high-quality yeah, ideas I between think, yours, mine, and his. Yeah. I mean it just seems like if, if people would just put their heads together instead of being you know hard heads about it. Mm-hmm. And I think they – I think these commissioners, I, I think the people that run the NCAA, I think they revel – in the fact that it drives everybody crazy. Well, that, and I mean, the NCAA is not exactly the bastion of, of rational thinking no. when it comes to handing no. out sanctions and teams having to report themselves because some guy took an extra scoop at the ZD dinner at the church. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, look it up. It's the truth. Look it up. I it know. happened. I believe I it was it does. Alabama or South Carolina yeah. or one of those SEC teams. ZD. 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 Took an extra scoop at dinner at a, at, a, at a free benefit, and they had to self-report a secondary violation. Plus, you know, if you want, I can put this – I'll post this somewhere where people can read it. You Maybe you can put it on your blog if you want um, where people can read it. All the, the lesser teams, like the lower teams yeah. that don't have a lot of money in their athletic budget, I kind of budgeted them so they don't really have to travel much. Like the American Athletic Conference South is – Look at you being frugal. Yeah, Central Florida, South Florida, Tulane, Florida Atlantic, Florida International, Southern Miss. Tampa, Orlando. Yeah. New Orleans. Miami, Miami, New Orleans, and Mississippi. That's that's cake. Four hundred miles is the maximum flight between Miami and 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 New Orleans. Yeah, that's a puddle jumper, yeah. man. You don't even have to take big jets. Sure, save money. Yeah, take a prop plane. Yeah, take a bus. Just not the Cleveland Indians plane for Major League. <laughs> you don't want that one. I don't think there's a stewardess or a barf bag on this plane. <laughs> oh sure, now you come around. Here's one, here's one that might be right up your alley. Rook. Crime and punishment. All right. <laughs> And on those notes, I think that's a good way to end this one. Almost another hour, man. I know. We're good at that. We are. How about, how about we do this? I'm, I'm going to throw an idea at you because yeah. we're going to be – you know, I'm going to be gone for two weeks around the okay. holidays. So the Sheeran show might be on hiatus unless you yeah. want to rent, you know, with, if somebody comes in. Whatever no, you want to do. I don't do it without you. Okay. How about next week? Because we've covered college football. We don't mm-hmm. want to cover New York sports. We've covered the winter meetings and baseball is going to die right. down. We'll see what the Nets and Knicks do over the next week and a half. How about next week we just have a little fun and have a little holiday episode? We cut it to 25, 30 minutes. Sure. Have a little holiday fun. Sure. Talk about online shopping or the Christmas tree or anything you Christmas want. Christmas vacation. Sure. Just break down Christmas Absolutely. vacation. One of the I greatest think, movies of I all think time. that would be a phenomenal podcast. See, we're giving you something to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. A little, a little of our oh, – you know, our, our boss, my boss, I guess, well, sort of your in, boss. Indirectly. Kevin yeah. Sullivan. Often said to, to Doug and I that, that some of our best stuff on the Yes Men, as great as we were knowledgeable about sports, was when we would just get into who me and Doug are. 
we do that a lot. We've done that a lot in three weeks with all these uh, movie yeah. references we throw at each other. And you can see why we're friends. Because Separated it's, at birth. It's, yeah, it's like mine. It, it's like Inception. <laughs> that should be the new name of the damn podcast. Separated at birth. We're Irish twins. Yes, five years we are. Apart. Two Irish guys walk into a bar. This is what happens. Third guy ducks. Um, <laughs> see? But no, like, He's quick. You know, some of that stuff, we can, we can just kind of get into who we are. Give everybody a little holiday-themed episode. We'll sure. throw some sports in because that's what we get paid to do. And can I'm we, sure they'll be – Can we bring some cheer in with us or is that all <laughs> – <laughs> We're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas yeah. inside of the Nuthouse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't we do that? All right. Just I'm an in. idea. I'm yeah. in. Uh, I have Nets uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, so why don't we say Thursday? Thursday. As always. The Chris Sheeran Show Thursdays. Yeah. I like, I like it. it. Except for today, we did it on Friday. Well, we waited, A, because you had, a, had, an, you appointment. had an appointment, and yeah. B, you know, the winter meetings and everything, it was kind of a... Well, yeah, if we did early in the week, we would have been screwed. We would have been, wait- we yeah. would, we been like we were last week, where we had this great podcast, and then the Yankees signed Andrew Miller, exactly. and half of it is, is irrelevant. A half hour. since <laughs> It's a half hour after we signed off and threw it up. Oh, yeah, we signed mm-hmm. Andrew Miller. Thank you very much. Uh, and thank you very much for listening once again. Uh, don't forget, I know I say it all the time, I'm a broken record, but besides YesNetwork.com, you can get this automatically sent to your smart device uh, by subscribing through iTunes. I am off to Brooklyn to do a brand new edition of BK Connect with my buddies uh, Devin Carpardian of the Brooklyn Game, who is like basketball He's a man. basketball savant. He, he is the, yeah, he really is. And that's not, a, that's not a dig or anything. No, not that at all. Is, I mean... Mm-hmm. Devin is like a walking sabermetric. Let me put it this way. He makes my job so much easier because I don't have to worry about anything Nets related because I know he's got it covered and well. All you have to do is go to bkgame.com. Yeah, and and you're good. It's a Yes Network affiliate. Yes, it is. Your oh, boy, yeah. Big Rod is on there on tonight too. Rod, Rod Boone, Boone from too Newsday. from yeah. Newsday. I mean, we have fun, and we're getting the band back together. And Eric Roldan, our super producer, you know, he has us all on the same page. It's just, you know, it's just a shame. It's only like a five to six minute segment, and we can't keep going. They bring my socks up all the time. I, I have them ready to go. Hmm. Uh, those are for Devin tonight. Those are uh, they're multicolored. In case yes. you're wondering, I also, I mean, today I'm. Oh, I'm rock- nice. I'm rocking the purple stripe today. Nice. So, I, uh, so you got a little flavor going, too. it's laundry day. I just want to say. Down to my suit socks. So. <laughs> uh, see, save that for next week when we tell everybody who we are. Um, Pro tip, kids. Even when you get married, your wife doesn't always do your laundry. So learn how. Yeah. For Lou DiPietro, who will be divorced by next week. No, he won't. He's married to a good egg. I'm Chris Sheeran. We'll see you next time on The Chris Sheeran Show here on YesNetwork.com and the iTunes. Later, everybody.